right, if you have your Bibles, I want to invite you to look with me at Luke chapter number 2. Luke chapter number 2. There's so much that could be unpacked from Luke chapter number 2. And I know it seems like there's only one particular season of the year that we preach out of Luke chapter 2. But there's so much to be given. And I want to, being this is right at, still with Christmas weekend... I want to give another sermon out of here before we, I want to say, close up shop on Luke 2, but before we start endeavoring into other studies and such. But there's one more thing I'd like to look out of here or pull us to see this morning from Luke chapter number 2. So if you'll find your place in Luke chapter number 2. <clears throat> and we'll start at verse number 8. Luke chapter 2 and verse number 8 says, and there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angels of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, and you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the multitude of the heavenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God and in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. And I want to take that as my text verse there, verse number 20. Those shepherds, how they returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they heard and seen. I want to present a message this morning entitled, The Ministry, The Ministry of Glorifying and Praising. The Ministry of Glorifying and Praising. Let us pray. Father in heaven, I thank you for these that, we're able to come out this morning to worship you today. Lord, I realize amongst us there are those that are sick. And Lord, uh, those that have lost loved ones. Different things going on. And I, I pray for those, Lord, that you will touch them in a special way. But Lord, as we have gathered at this time, Lord, to take our hearts together and stir our hearts to worship you. I thank you that we can sing songs of praise. Lord, I thank you that we can worship you through song. Lord, that we can share our hearts together in prayer. And Lord, also how we can open up your word and preach a message today. And I thank you for all of these that are in attendance. I thank you for the visitors that you've sent our way. Thank you for the family groups that we see uh, together in church today. What a blessing that is, Lord. Help us to not take it for granted. And Lord, we thank you and what a blessing that is. And I pray for each and every individual here today. Whatever the need of their heart is, Holy Spirit, you know that already. And so Lord, I pray that you would do a work in each and every heart, including mine. And Lord, I pray that you'll stir us today to leave out of here better Christians and to make a new commitment, Lord, to, to be a better witness for you, a better servant for you as we enter into a new year. 
And Lord, I thank you and praise you for all that you have done and all that I know you're going to do. And we ask these blessings in Christ's name. Amen. Maybe there's some things you, if you're like me, you read and read and read and you see things and sometimes it's there, but it catches your attention at a different time. And that's like it is with Luke chapter two with me. There's so many things that I see and sometimes things seem more emphasized than others. But I see here that there's a an instance that takes place and y'all got to forgive my allergies are kicking me this morning. You know how it is this this weather heats up and everything starts going wacko on you. And so that's kind of what's happening to me this morning. My eyes have been messed up. My nose has been messed up. I want to sneeze every time I turn around. So y'all forgive me if I let out a sneeze. I'm going to try to cover it the best I can. But anyway, uh, but I, I see here, you've you got to get this picture. you got to get this picture. Okay, if you don't know this, you have to understand this picture. you got to understand that these shepherds on this Judean hillside, uh, th- there's something special that's going to happen to them that technically, by the religious standard, isn't supposed to happen to these kind of people. You know that term, these kind of people? The shepherds were those kind of people. The kind of people that this is not supposed to happen to. And you got to get that picture in your mind. And uh, I I see here, as we go along, I want to point out a verse here and we'll come back to it. But I want to point it out to you. Uh, When you read through there, uh, verse number 18. You know, the shepherds had went, they had seen Jesus, and and they they made known, they went and told everybody, obviously. And it says, and all they that heard it, verse 18. All they that heard it, it means they heard what the shepherds had to say about this situation. Uh, they wondered at those things. Now, it wasn't the fact that they were just in wonder of this special occasion. It's kind of like, do we believe what they said? These are the kind of people you don't listen to. These are the kind of people you stay away from. These are the kind of people that, mm, I don't know if they're telling me the truth. That's the idea I want you to give the shepherds. They're the outcast of society. I mean, they're the rough bunch, if you want to, you know what I mean? They're the rough bunch. They're the ones that... that, mm. And so when they're telling about everything that that they witnessed, uh, people wondered at that. Like, hmm, hmm, hmm. But there was a ministry that was given to the shepherds. A ministry of glorifying and praising God out of all the people that it could have been given to, it was given to the shepherds. That's what I really want us to focus on this morning, okay? And I want to go through this, this ministry... Of glorifying and praising. I'm going to point out just a few things, okay? And, uh, you know, I made a joke a couple of weeks ago about we hardly ever beat the Methodists out of church. This might be one of them times we beat the Methodists out. I don't, unless they didn't have church today, I don't know. But anyway, you listen to me, we'll get done at a good time. But I've got just a, just a few things. Thank you for coming today, but would you listen to me as I try to present this message? I want to show you something about this ministry that was given to the shepherds. We see here a picture, and you've seen it, the nativity scene. If you've watched Christmas programs, I mean, you know, shepherds and, and the, the angel appears to them and, and all that, and then they make their trek to, uh, to find the baby Jesus. But I want to show you the first thing of this ministry that they got to witness firsthand. It's the ministry of grace. The ministry of grace. So in the ministry of glorifying and praising God, you've got to see a picture of grace. A picture of grace. What are you talking about? Well, grace is on display here because... This was a message directly from God delivered to a group of people who were the outcast of society just by virtue of their duties. Think about who they were. Shepherds were considered ceremonially unclean. They couldn't go into the temple. They had to be cleansed before they could ever go into the temple. They were, by, by ceremonial rites, they were unclean in the eyes of the Jews. 
And so think about that. Their work prevented them from regular attendance at the temple where they could be cleansed. So as a result, these men, these outcasts, this rough bunch who were ceremonially unclean, they were looked down upon in religious eyes, and yet they were considered the lowest of the low of society because they were unclean people. And yet it is this group of people that heard the glad tidings of Jesus Christ first. Are y'all following? Listen, I know it's hazy outside and I know my allergies, but come on, we got we to gotta liven up in here a little bit. He didn't go to the nicest church in town to make the announcement. He didn't go to the guy, find the person that was dressed up the nicest. No, no, no. The announcement was given to, to the lowest of the low, to the outcast of society. That, my friend, is a picture of grace. A picture of grace. It was these men who received the message of peace from the angel of the Lord. Think about this. The announcement of the birth of the Messiah given first. To the outcast of society. Amazing. What a picture of grace. Regardless. Listen to me. Regardless of a person's past. Or how low they may have fallen in life. There is hope. In the message of the Messiah. There is hope in the message of Jesus. There is forgiveness in this picture of grace here. The Lord turns no one away. He invites all people who will trust and believe in Him to come to Him. There is a place for you in the love of God. Do you understand me today? A message I'm giving today. It's not just a message for people who are members of this church and you look nice today and I'm glad you look nice and all that. But I mean, you may have just been somebody who stumbled in here. Maybe you're visiting today. I want you to know there is a message of forgiveness. There is a message of hope. There is a message of peace unpacked right here in Luke chapter two for all people. The Lord invites all who will to come to him by grace, regardless of your status in life. There is a place for you in the love of God. Don't let some sin or some situation of your life stand between you and heaven. I don't let somebody look down upon you because you, you may not fit in their social uh, club or whatever. Don't let somebody's opinion of you halter or, or hinder you from, from receiving the love of God that you can have today. You can come to Jesus today and he will not turn you away. Matter of fact, Jesus said this in uh, chapter 6 of, of John, chapter 6, verse 37. He said, those who come into me, I will in no wise cast out. And no wise. If you come to him, you see, that's the difference. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. The lowest of the low receive the message first. That's a picture of grace. That's a picture of God's love. That he loves all people. I wish we could spread this message loud and clear. God loves all people. So should we. Amen. Hey. Say amen, clap your hands, stomp your feet, and if the devil doesn't like it, he can sit on attack. Amen. Love all people. Boy, what if we could pick that up and take that into the new year with us? I'm talking about the people that we stumble by, the outcast of society, and, and, and we, we could get a vision of God's love for them. Oh, preacher, they don't, they don't look like we do, and they don't act like we do. But God loves all people, and his picture of grace is given right here. To the shepherds in Luke chapter two, the outcast of society, regardless of their social status, God gave them the message first. In the ministry of glorifying and praising God, we see a picture of grace. Also, let me give you another one this morning. We see a picture of glory. 
the glory of that ministry. What are you talking about, preacher? Well, if you read verses 10 and 11, I want you to notice with me. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. The glory in this ministry is seen in its personal nature. Notice that the angels tell the shepherds that this baby who was being born in Bethlehem was not just for the whole world, but that he was being born for them individually. For unto you, unto you. Yes, we can make a collective uh, blanket over this for all people, but he expressed to them personally, there is a savior that's born unto you. A Savior that's going to shed His blood. A Savior. He's being born for them as individuals. May we never, ever, ever forget the message of Christmas. That it's a personal message. That Jesus Christ was born for you. Whatever your name is this morning. He was born for you. Think about that. Jesus. This announcement over 2,000 years ago of this Savior being born. Yes, he was born for you. He's born for all people. But individually, he's born for you. Christmas is a personal message. You know what I would say today? I would say that each and every one of us need to make sure that as individuals, we know him personally and we have a relationship with him. That he is our savior, that our sins have been forgiven by his blood. I would say that would be the greatest thing you could ever do today is to make sure that you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He loves you. He died for you. He reaches out to you. He wants to know you. And God's plan of salvation is all about you coming to know Jesus Christ personally. He doesn't have to be somebody you just read a story about. He can be somebody who takes up residence in your life, in your heart. He can live and abide with you and walk with you and you can have a relationship with him. Boy, I'm, I'm convinced more than ever that in coming in 2022, we need people who have a relationship with Jesus. Not just a membership of a, of a church. I'm talking about people that have relationships individually. We have bypassed a lot of things in our religious life. You know what I mean? We, we, we've done a lot of things, and, and they, these are wonderful things, but the most important thing, sometimes we leave out. I, listen, I would love this church to grow and, and, and number and, and, and all of that, but, but more important, I, I'd like to have a group of, of people who come to church because they want to worship God, they have a relationship with God, and they want to grow more spiritually. When we can get all of that lined up the way it needs to be, the other things to take care of themselves. Why don't we all commit to have a closer walk with God in 2022. But I'm going to tell you, the world's not going to get any better. If we're waiting for things to get better before we decide to get right with God, it's never going to happen. But what about where we are? Where, listen, there's a lot of things we cannot control, and I understand that, but there are some things we can't control. How much time you spend with God, you can control that. How much you read your Bible, you can control that. There are things that we can do individually to grow our relationship with God. I would love, and I've got my hand up first, saying, I want a closer walk with God in 2022. If we could have that, that's the glory of the ministry of glorification and praising God. To understand who God loved. He loved me. He loved you as well. It's a personal thing. I see grace. I see glory. I also see a goal 
and what happened that night. A goal. What are you talking about, preacher? A goal. Well, I want you to notice with me again in verse number 10. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to, notice this, the last two words, all people. He said, I'm giving you a message. It's for you, but it's for all people. It's for all people. You know what the goal of the ministry of glorifying and praising God is? The goal is this, that we take the message that's been given to us and share it with other people. That's the goal. Something so wonderful happened on that night over 2,000 years ago. And while that message was given to a small group of shepherds, and they were just a little ways out of the village in Israel, God intended these good tidings to be heard around the world. A message so wonderful given to a small group of people, but yet to be meant to be shared with the whole world. You know what these men did? They heard the good news. They were the first, but they would not be the last. They would not be the last. These shepherds, they met Jesus, and they went right out and told others. That's what verse 17 tells us. You see verse 17? And when they had seen it, they made known abroad. Okay? You know, a lot of times when we think of the Christmas play and all that program, we think they're just talking to themselves. No, made known abroad means they went and told it to everybody. They, they saw it for themselves. And they got to experience the grace of God. And they went and saw Jesus. And they made it known abroad. They went and told everybody. They made it known abroad to say which was told them concerning this child. They went and told others. They met Jesus and they went right out and shared that story. And that message was picked up by other people who told other people who told other people. you got to understand, they, they didn't take out their cell phone and they didn't get to the nativity scene and take a selfie and post it on Facebook. Say, hey, we met Jesus tonight. You know, you live in a day and age of you can post something and it's instantly around the world. They didn't do that. There were no selfies, right? So word of mouth. And no wonder the people that heard it from the shepherds, they was like, hold on now. They wondered at it. They, do, we even, do we believe that? And you know what happens? You ever heard the, the term curiosity kills the cat? Hey, that message that went out and started. And I don't listen. Can you imagine? You ever played that game where um, you, you get 10 or 15 people in one line and 10 or 15 people in another line. And you've got a little sentence on a, on a note card and you tell it to the first person. And, you, and then you do it on the other side, and they tell it, they whisper it to And by the time you get to the end of the line, you read out what, whatever and see how different it got. You know, so sometimes that message gets changed up quite a bit from the first to the last. And I don't know, I don't know how all that happened that night, but I know this. They told other people. And they told other people, and those people told, And finally that word got around, and there was people that got very curious and wanted to, make, wanted to find out exactly what was happened. You know what? Timothy, what Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, he said, the things which you've heard of me, the same thing commit thou to other also that they may be able to tell others. In other words, he says, the doctrine of Christ, this gospel message, remember young Timothy, young preacher of the Lord, and Paul was kind of instructing him as a father figure. He said, the things that you've heard me preach and teach about, this doctrine of Christ, that same thing, take it and give it to other people. 
You know what this message of Jesus, what the goal of this ministry is of glorifying and praising God? The message is this, that we who have received it and heard it, it ought to be so wonderful to us that we're willing to tell it abroad. You say, preacher, God had called me to be a missionary. Well, you don't have to go to a foreign field to tell others about Jesus. Hey, why don't you try in the parking lot at the grocery store or at Walmart, wherever, that some, God brings somebody along your way and that Holy Spirit nudges you and you know how wonderful a Savior you have in your life and you want to share it with others. That's the goal of that ministry of praising and glorifying God. It started in Bethlehem and it was to reach far beyond the confines of that little village. The gospel is a message designed for all people. I said it just a few weeks ago. I want to clarify what I said. The, the gospel message is an all-inclusive gospel. The only exclusiveness of, the, of this gospel message is the message itself. We don't believe there's a thousand ways to heaven. We believe there's only one exclusive way, and that's Jesus Christ. But this gospel message is available for all people. Matter of fact, uh, Romans chapter 1 tells us this about the, 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 the gospel. is the power of God Unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I'm talking about from one end to the other, from top to bottom. Who all will come to Christ can be saved. But not all will be saved. Only those who put their faith and trust in Him. It's that power of God. That's the gospel. That's the message. Every person, I want you to think about this. When you read Romans 1.16 about the gospel the power of God and salvation to everyone. I want you to think of this. Everyone you come across in your life is a candidate for the gospel. Everybody. What if we viewed people like the religious, and the, I'm talking to the Jews specifically here, what if we viewed people like they viewed the shepherds? Oh, ain't no way. No, God would have came to us first. He would have given us the message. But see, there would be no picture of grace. But he came to the outcast of society to give them the good news. What, what, if, what if we acted like, oh, well, you know, I walked by people and, and God dang, I want to talk to them. Let's go find somebody just a little bit cleaner, a little bit nicer, you know, and, and somebody looks a little, you know, I want to talk to them. That's the ones that God sent the message to first. The outcast. What started in Bethlehem, was it started there, but it was to spread everywhere. In Mark chapter 16, verse number 15. It tells us to go therefore in all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature. All people. Every home we enter... It's a place where the gospel needs to be shared. Every person we meet is a candidate for the gospel. We, as saved individuals, are to be in the business of sharing this message until Jesus calls us out of this world. The message of glorifying and praising God. I want you to, I'm closing up, but I want you to listen to me. Listen to me, okay? Listen. You don't have to stand behind a pulpit to share the gospel. You don't have to be in a Sunday school classroom to share the gospel. If you are a Christian, you can share the gospel with those who the Lord sends across your path every day. What about this? 
I already mentioned, I, I want to have a closer walk with the Lord in 2022. I want to have a closer relationship with Him. But what if we would pray every day, Lord, send somebody along my path that I might be able to share the gospel with. Now, I'm not going to ask you how many times you prayed that prayer this year. But what if we prayed that prayer next year? You know what's going to happen? Something happens when we become soul conscious. When we actually start looking for people, you know what? You're going to start seeing people. It's kind of like you buy a vehicle that you never had before. Now, all of a sudden, you see all the vehicles all over the road. Right? You know what I'm talking about? You buy a certain kind of vehicle, and, you know, and all of a sudden, wait, well, there's that vehicle. There's that vehicle. I've never seen that vehicle before. Now, there's 10,000 of them around here. You know what? You pray and say, God, help me share the gospel. Put somebody along my way. I promise you, there will be somebody that will come along your path that you can share the gospel with. The, the, the glorifying and praising God. I'm glad that when I got saved, I didn't have to clean up to come to God. He took me just as I was. He appeared to those shepherds. Listen, they didn't make it to the temple to get cleansed. But God appeared to them anyway. Why? Because of grace. You may be here today and say, Preacher, I, I can't get saved. You don't know what I've done in my life. You don't know where I've been. I don't have to know. I know this, that Jesus Christ was born to die on the cross that His blood might cleanse and forgive you of your sin. All you have to do is come to Him today in faith and repentance and receive that free gift. Would you do that today? Let's bow our heads if you would.